SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds by the Beatles, but it sounds like a Christmas song. Oh, I didn't hear that it was Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Okay. I just thought it was a Christmas well, song. Well, it's Brian Blessing. It's Stevie Slapshot. It's Sportsbook Radio on a Monday on the Sports Grid Radio Network. I mean, that fits right in. I just had four days off, and being a good guy, I probably watched a dozen Hallmark Christmas movies with my wife because she has to watch sports all the time. Okay. That was so nice. that music, I felt like I never left the house. All right. How much Chris credit? Pavone, our producer, nicely done there, buddy. I wonder if he's going to jump on I guess, Oh, you're uh, jumping in. I was going to say, are you going to fess up? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was watching a lot of Christmas stuff down uh, when I was with my parents this week, so... Did that I'm, not have I'm a Christmas sound to it? I mean, it dawned it on me. It, was, it, it ended up being Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. But I, yeah, it, it almost it, felt it, like that Hallmark lady that's, you know, you know, ended up with about 84 different guys at the end of the movie. Did, did you, ever, you, watch, you don't watch the Hallmark channel? No, but I'm going to now. Well, no, this, this one lady, lady this, act, well, this actress, guys. she's in all these movies. And at the end of the movie, she always you know, falls in love and has the happy ending and a kiss. But she's been in 80 movies, so it's like 80 different guys. Well, that's a good life. Well, whatever. I, I, you know, it's like, it's like who's it going to be this year? Me? <laughs> <laughs> Can you act? Uh, no. <laughs> all these, all those movies, oh, you know, it's always about cupcakes or bakeries or it's the same thing. Yeah, that's fair. It's and it's happy. It's and so. How it? much credit do you get for watching those with the wife? They're actually pretty good, to be honest with you. Okay. They're not bad. All right, so you didn't really. But watch I do. Them I get some bonus points. No, my bonus. You want the bonus points? What's that? Let me tell you something. I will never, ever again take for granted if when I eat mashed potatoes. What happened? They, I told you Thanksgiving Day. She does all the cooking and she gets stressed out. It's just you know, yeah, it's cause I, it's, well, she was out running a few errands or doing whatever uh, with our granddaughter. So I said, I'll take one for the team. I'll I'll help her out here. I peeled like eight nine potatoes. Let me tell you something. I would never survive in the Navy. Yeah, that's work. My, my sister. That was, is hard work. I called my sister on Thanksgiving. She was peeling potatoes and said the same thing. I have found the best mashed potatoes, and you don't have to do any work. They're at Costco. They come in this bag, in this plastic bag. Already just, peeled. Yeah, you know, but I mean, I'm literally, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm Coming, you know, I find, I got the thing. I finally got better at it. But I'm like thinking I'm going to end up leaving like a digit in the bowl of potatoes. No, no, I'm serious. It's it's these instant <laughs> potatoes in this plastic bag thing. They're not actual potatoes. You pour this stuff in and you, and you pour milk in, and they make the best pota- mashed potatoes. And it's easy. I, I swear. And to I God, can't cook. I swear to God. I'm going to be perfectly fine. With tuna helper or something today, because I'm I'm gobbling. 
I'm done. I've been yeah. a meat eater for. No, I know. I'm 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 full too. I don't need to eat anything today. Uh, no, I need to eat. I just need to eat something different. All right. Oh, I'm man. I'm good. But I we did. Have... I walked in here. I had to come in the door sideways. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I had inertia yeah. walk into the studio. Yeah. All right. Studio nine. <laughs> How many studios do we have? I don't know. Two. Two. <laughs> but, yeah. but we'll call it studio nine. Yeah. All right. We're gonna dive in. All we right. got a lot of lot of stuff to recap on the weekend. How was your Thanksgiving? Brian Blessing, Stevie Slaps. I hope every seriously, I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. And we got a Monday night and a Tuesday night football game, so we got stuff like that to get we to. Tony may Neville. Have a Tuesday night football. Nah, nah, nah. They're gonna play that. Well, okay. They have to play it. What? How, they have to play it. So the last that I saw was if if the Ravens don't test negative, they don't go. They've got to test negative. Buddy, today. how could they, they made Denver play a guy, a game, <laughs> well, with a quarterback they found tailgating I, outside I, the stadium? I, I, you can't you can't say to Denver, we made you do it, but we're not going to make well, them do it. Well, this thing's a mess. Because how did that even happen? The, 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 they pulled those quarterbacks without – it was uh, contact tracing or something, the, whereby like they heard that these guys had been next to a guy who had COVID. I know a guy who knows a guy. Yeah, who that knows kind a guy. of that kind of a deal, and they and they just yank him out like the day before the game. That I don't know. That was and, and maybe they were right, but it just feels he, weird to me. There, there there didn't seem to be a whole lot of evident, hard evidence there. And they take every quarterback off the Denver roster, save John Elway. But he can't throw anymore. They wanted to put assistant coaches in. They wouldn't let him do it. Would have been better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll recap. What was a, an interesting weekend? A lot of a lot of cool stuff going was, on this week. Yeah. By the I, way, I thought they got a lot of games. Of all of it, we're going to dive into the NFL in great detail. Tony Neville, Treasure Island, is going to join us uh, in a couple of segments. Then in our second hour, Chuck Esposito from Sunset Station, Stations Casinos, Mike Lewis. Uh, from Suncoast Casino will join us and we'll, we'll recap what was kind of a raucous weekend. Did you see that F1 car accident? I did not. You're kidding. No. What rock do you live on? I was doing other stuff. You did, don't want, You don't have a TV? Did Did the two front tires come off? Oh, this, this guy hit the, the car broke in two and exploded. Okay. I and the guy walked out of the car. I mean, unbelievable. They, they are amazing. We're going to try to avoid the train wreck when we come back. We're going to get going. Brand new week's underway. Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Don't go. What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. And you can only get it right here. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. not going to start with the Patriots. All right. <laughs> Just because Boston. This year. No, no, it's Kansas, isn't it? Oh, it is Kansas. It is Kansas. No, 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 no. Very good. Okay, yeah, okay. First one that you got through the 5-0. By the way, had a, had a very good week. I'm excited. Can be wrong with the best of them. Had a bad Saturday. But uh, 
think if you listened to the shows last week, very good Sunday in the NFL, 4-0 in the NFL, said the Raiders are walking into a trap door. Right. Got lucky with Anthony Lynn's <laughs> – I mean, I had the Bills, which was lucky at the end of the game. We'll get into that. Oh, my Lord. Uh, what was the, I, other one? the under in the Giants game. Okay. And there's one other one. It was a good day. Yeah. I, I, oh, Tennessee was the big one. Tennessee, we talked about it all last week. That the Tennessee game at Indianapolis. So, I mean, when, when you're betting games, power ratings, I'm telling you, the human flair, the eyeball test, all these, you can, power ratings and numbers are great, but you got to be able to read between the lines. I agree. And the Tennessee game with Indianapolis, perfectly, to me, it worked out this way, but it perfectly mirrored the Seattle-Arizona Thursday night game. Seattle had lost to Arizona a couple of weeks earlier. They were tied with the Rams and the Cardinals, and they're playing Arizona. If they lose the game, they're down two full games. The division is gone. They Seattle had to play that like a playoff game. They did. Now they're in control of the division, and they're the number two seed because that was like a playoff game to Seattle. The exact scenario was involved. Tennessee lost to Indy two weeks ago. They're tied atop the division. They had to win the game or the division was gone. Now, Tennessee and Indy could play 10 times, and they probably go 5-5. Five and five. And if Indy played Tennessee in two weeks, I'd probably play Indianapolis. But in that situation, the reading between the lines aspect of it, it worked. I mean, sometimes it ain't rocket science. Yeah. I, I, I got to go back to Anthony Lynn. I don't, I don't understand how Matt Patricia is unemployed and Anthony Lynn still has a job. That they, they, were, they hung in there and they were close, but it looked you watch, like a did you fire watch it? drill at times. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. I don't know why we're starting with that game. There were bigger well, fish. Go, go to no, another no, game. But it no, just, no, no, no. I just don't no, understand. But in that game, right, it, it, they get to a fourth and two scenario where down 10, you, you kick the field goal. Correct. It's a no-brainer. Yes. So now he sends the offense out. They they mull around, mull around, and then waste a timeout in what would end up being a one-possession game to do what he should have done in the first place. And then, honestly, at the end, it wouldn't have changed the, the side. But they're down 10. They get another Hail Mary. I mean, the, the Bills know they're playing San Francisco this week, mm-hmm. and the game has been moved to Arizona. Right. So now the Bills know that they have to spend all three days of practices preparing for a Hail Mary. Okay. The last time they went in there. And by the way, the Hail Mary guy almost got him again yesterday. <laughs> but but six seconds to go. Just Now, this is about winning the game. Right. This has nothing to do, well, it does, with, with the side. Lynn went for it on with six seconds to go, they've got the ball on like the two-yard line. Mm-hmm. If, if they score, they cover. And everybody's like, oh, what a bad beat. Well, they shouldn't have gone for the touchdown. Right. Because if you just put your, wrap your head around this. There's six seconds left. Right. Okay? You're down 10. If you score that touchdown, there's three seconds to go. All right, and you're yeah. down three. You do the onside kick. Even if you get the onside kick, 
The guy can't kick a 70-yard field goal into the wind. Right. Even as dumb as it sounds, and it's a miracle shot, although Arizona just did it to the Bills, and you just completed a Hail Mary. Right. Shouldn't you have kicked the field goal? Yes. And then if you do get the onside kick, you've got one play, but Herbert can throw it 70 yards into the end zone. You can't kick a 70-yard field goal. Isn't that idiotic? I mean, even though the odds were, you know, astronomical, who they, these guys can't think their way out of a paper I, I, bag in I, these games. I know it. It, it felt like the, watching the Keystone Cops at the times, or or those uh, those drills we used to have during the Cold War in elementary school. I I, I just I don't understand it. I, I I'm I'm watching at home, sitting on my couch. I, I played very little football. I've never coached football, and and I know what to do. And he's an NFL coach. I've been watching football since I was eight. My friends would be out playing. I'd be inside watching the NFL football. That's a lot of years, kids. Yeah. Since I'm 10 years old, I could tell you when to take a timeout and when not to. Yeah. I, I just don't understand. And when to throw the card away that tells you to go for two. <laughs> These teams are moronic. Now, we're here on a Monday, right? Yes. It's Monday and I'm here, yes. It's Monday. You were here before me. It's my nature. I show up. Three minutes before. <laughs> you Joey Chitwood it in here. I do. But, I mean, I spend the whole weekend watching games, and all morning I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I just drive in, sit down, and do it. I know what time the game, uh, the show starts. Yes, you do. You were here. Yes, I was. The Raiders didn't know what time the game they, started in Atlanta. Apparently not. We called that one. That we was did. That was the other one. That was the one I couldn't think of. Atlanta. Yeah. We had Atlanta yeah. plus three. Because the Raiders would have been better off getting killed by Kansas City. And not this deflating loss, and said that's a trap game if there ever was one. Yeah, that notwithstanding, you talk about a complete and utter no show. That's a morbid embarrassment, and I think it's more than a loss. I really, I think, I think the way things were going, the Gruden relationship with Carr was pretty good. But I think at the end of this game, they sit back and go, you know what? At the end of the day, what is the big picture here? And we'll see how they react. But the thing is, we won't even know because they play the Jets next week. If they lose that one. Well, that, yeah, that's true. That, that was going to be my answer was, let, let's see how they react this week. But you're right, it's the Jets, so it doesn't, we, we, we won't know. Even if they go in there and play well and beat the Jets, we still don't know. But I, it, I would wait and see. But I, I think your point is valid. They, they definitely didn't show up, even though it's a, it's a spot where we both liked Atlanta. They, you, I'll tell you, the team that shows up every week somehow is San Francisco. I, I, I'm really impressed. But now I, they're not going anywhere. But I'm impressed with who this team is. That they show up every week. I don't care if everyone has COVID. I don't care if they're all injured. I don't care if it's a practice squad out there for the 49ers. They show up and give it their all every week. That's impressive. That was such an interesting game because neither offense was setting the world on fire. But both defenses, I mean, the Rams got back in the game. Donald forced a fumble. They get a scoop and score. San Fran got a defensive touchdown. Uh, That was a classic division game. By the way, that NFC is such a dog's breakfast. It is. That, you know, you're sitting there going, the Niners, I mean, you can make a case that, you know, they're breathing. They are breathing. They, they, they could end up winning that division. I, the only Arizona's in free fall. Yeah. 
I was just going to say the only team that I really thought that had a chance out of that division was Arizona, and now the wheels are coming off. Well, I, the way Arizona's going, they're the seventh seed. They've lost three or four, but really they lost four in a row because they got a miracle to win the game. Exactly. All right. But you, they're at six and five, but you've got Minnesota, the Bears, the Niners at five and six. One of those teams has a realistic shot. I hope it's the Niners. I'd rather see the Niners than the Bears of Minnesota. I, the, the, the Bears of Minnesota just don't do it. The, the Bears, obviously. And the Minnesota, I'm, I'm, I'm just not a Kirk Cousins guy. He just doesn't do it for me. I'd rather, I'd rather see the Niners. I know I'm going to get an effort. Hey, we're off to the races. A brand new week. Sportsbook Radio from Las Vegas on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Our good friend Tony Neville. He's going to join us by phone today. He'll actually be in studio tomorrow. He's a great guy. Lots of information. Let's see how the books fared over the weekend. We'll talk about that next on Sports Grid. You can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, or the Internet. Eight technology grand. Keep it here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, back with you on a Monday Sportsbook Radio from the KSHP. KSHP studio just in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Stevie, you look very, very professional today. I mean, you, you got the phone working, you're like up doing updates. Normally, you just sit there with an ashen look on your face. You're all, you're very into this today. I guess it's an off day for me. I don't know. <laughs> no, you're bringing your A game. It, it, today feels weird off that four day weekend. <laughs> Tony's laughing. I hear yeah. let's, let's get to our buddy, Tony Neville, over at Treasure Island. Uh, you got to love this guy, Tony, don't you? He's the best. I love him. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Tony Neville from Treasure Island joining us. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> nice to know that Stevie has warmed up to the situation today after great. Uh, Sunday of football and, of course, college basketball, too. So I know he's anxious to get into it with a couple of games coming up this week. Well, this guy's the injury guy over at Don Best in his real life. And you're a busy dude with all the stuff that's going on, huh? Lord. And all these games being canceled, postponed, moved around. It's I don't really have a whole lot of time for injuries. We're rescheduling games on, a, you know, on an hourly basis. You know, speaking of, uh, Tony, I heard last night, which is always the case for the folks out of town, you know, when you take off in a plane out of McCarran, you know, depending if you're going Friday night, you know, you can see it's it's like Field of Dreams. You just see the cars coming in. Uh, or if it's Sunday night, you see the cars going out. And the Thanksgiving weekend, they said there was a 12-mile backup uh, on the highway on the 15th from Vegas to L.A. So the holiday weekend, I know that the weekdays have been a little sketchy, but a holiday weekend, uh, you said it thinned out earlier, but was it busy Friday and Saturday? Yeah, busy Friday and Saturday. It, it ended up uh, thinning out earlier than we had expected yesterday, but I knew there'd be an onslaught of traffic heading back to the L.A., Uh, One of the cute stories I had was a year ago, my wife had planned for my kids to come back for Thanksgiving, but she told me like two days before that they were going to have to fly back. And of course, I looked at the airplane tickets and they were going about two bills each. So that Sunday, I put them on that 
big bus, and they did the 10-hour drive back to Los Angeles. So I understand when you get stuck in that much traffic, it's not much fun, whether you're in are a you kids, bus or are, a regular car. Are your kids still talking to you? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they understood. They pulled one of those short-notice deals. I said, we'd like to plan these trips, you know, 45, 60 days in advance because they had this idea they were going to stick around L.A. and go sightseeing, and then they changed their mind when Mama said she was making turkey. <laughs> All right. How about the weekend? From what I heard from a number of properties, it was a good weekend for the house. Uh, specifically, the Raiders game, uh, that beatdown was very good for the house. But uh, how did you guys fare at T.I.? No, it was okay here at the TI too. You know, there were there were a lot of critical games that really changed uh, winners from losers. You know, the Chiefs game for that backdoor cover to take place that hurt quite a few tickets with parlays. Uh, you know, kudos to my buddy uh, Mr. Allen from the University of Arkansas that quarterbacked the Bengals yesterday with about 120 yards of pass, and and then the Bengals covering that game. We had a lot of Giants money come in. And then another game was, of course, uh, Carolina against the Vikings. So once we took uh, three or four of these major games because everybody was calculating injuries, and with Bridgewater, we didn't know. I know Stevie had alerted me early on last uh, week that they thought Bridgewater was coming back, but there was a high degree of uncertainty in the betting uh, groups that we have out here at the Treasure Island. So uh, once uh, Bridgewater came in, I felt pretty good because we were overloaded from earlier in the week on the Vikings. So a lot of good games worked our way. Uh, the Patriot game worked our way. We still have Cardinal fans coming in from the Phoenix area. But uh, all in all, once the parlays and the teasers kind of shifted around, for us it made for a, a, a black number instead of a red number. Uh, they'd be talking about it today. It kind of fell through the cracks. But the end of that uh, Carolina-Minnesota game, Bridgewater came up with no timeouts. They had 40 seconds left, and they had a long way to go. He got him a kick at it at the end, and uh, the kick failed. But it was a great job by Bridgewater to make that a little exciting at the end of that one. Did you notice that as he was walking off the field, it looked like he was yes. carrying an oh, elephant he trunk looked, down to the ground? Did, so I know he's did, had some problems. Yeah, did that. Honestly, we're not doctors, but we drove by a Holiday Inn Express. I he the way that arm was hanging down, that that looked like a separated shoulder or something along those lines. And we got to wait and see what what his status is. Yeah, no, he he was a hurting pup coming off the field. Yeah, and let me tell you, this kid. Through everything he's been through, uh, through the the medical situation with the knee and all that stuff, and then to go out there and produce like he does, this kid's a real warrior. And uh, where did he play his college ball? Louisville is that where he came yeah. in there from? And yeah. let me tell you, the people of Kentucky got to be extremely proud of this young man and the effort he brings every Sunday where he's capable of playing. Thirty-one-three was the final. The Denver thing with no, no quarterback. Uh, I don't know what they could have done differently, but it, it was just hideous. But what what did you do with that game specifically, Tony? I think it was uh, New Orleans was six and a half on the road. Then obviously they had no quarterbacks. I saw fourteen and a halves, and it was it was pretty apparent once that game was underway that that that's how that game was going to go. Was that like a circle game with lower limits? No, it, it wasn't. Uh, actually, the number finally scared some people off. We opened that game five and a half last Monday. And then we closed it yesterday at 17, but uh, it, it was it was not a pretty game to watch. 
and it was everything you thought it could be uh, with the Saints. The question for us was what was going to happen in the second half, and I think we were using a number like 21-and-a-half with under the favorite, and there was a little volatility there. And, of course, they only scored uh, 17 points in the second half of that game between the two teams. But uh, just some just some tough ways to have to, to hang these second-half numbers when you've got uh, this much uncertainty uh, taking snaps from the center. Hey, speaking of numbers, uh, Tony, the uh, San Francisco Bay Area teams aren't going to be able to play at home for uh, a month or so. Uh, the 49ers are going to be playing what, in Arizona. What teams? The, the San Francisco 49ers. You said teams. Yeah. The other oh, Bay teams St- here. Stanford. Oh, okay. So, so, and, and Stanford's <laughs> likely going to play uh, games up in the Pacific Northwest. They don't have a site yet. But what, See, what you're do, smarter than me, and I was being an idiot. What, what does that – Tony, let me ask the question. Uh, <laughs> what, what does that do to the number? How, how many points is that for San Francisco to be playing in Arizona and for Stanford to be playing up in the Pacific Northwest? Can I interject on you? Can yeah. I pile on your question? Go, go ahead. Is it anything, Tony? Does it mean anything? Because there's no fans. Yeah, that's kind of the way I'm looking at it, Brian, is that uh, there's not much of a home field advantage. I mean, it feels like watching the NBA players play in a bubble. This is just an outdoor bubble where uh, all you have are are people that are are equipment managers, things like that, coaches. Uh, You know, I don't even know if they even allow the agents to come down there to watch their players play. But for me, there's not much of a correction. I opened the Bills uh, three points. Uh, against the 49ers, and uh, according to my power rankings, uh, I think that number is pretty solid. We may get it bet down to two and a half. I think I saw a few two and a halves today, Steve. Okay. Tony, tell me about the Chiefs-Tampa Bay game where KC and Tyreek Hill specifically, they were running the Bucks out of their own barn. And I, you know what? I think you got to give Tampa Bay – Full marks here for coming back, and maybe you learn a little something about a team, sometimes even in defeat, because they look like they were just going to get whipsawed. They actually come back and get the backdoor cover, but those two high-profile teams, how big was the handle on that game? There were a number of late-afternoon games. Did it get lost in the shuffle, or was that a monster? No, no, that was good two-way action for us, and, of course, the the viewership, you know, it was – Chiefs fans early on, Bucks fans late. Although I think some of the Buck fans might have left about halftime, uh, you know, to head back to LA over here because it wasn't uh, looking so good for Tampa. But it was it was good two way action. You know, to me, the one thing is you you can't coach speed, and the Chiefs have plenty of it, and the Buccaneers just just haven't quite found that rhythm yet. And you know, there's a, a chance for once it comes together. It'll be pretty much a monster, but everybody's just not quite into that dance mode yet for putting a lot of points up on the scoreboard down in Tampa. You know, they only win by a field goal, but you know, when you watch the Chiefs play, I mean, you know, that's why the spread is the great equalizer. But in terms of them winning a game or not, when you watch them, I, the analogy I keep using, they're like a cat playing with a toy. You know, it's like they're just pawing around and whatever, whatever it takes. And then at the end, it's, okay, we got to get a first down to end this. Mahomes will run or he'll find Kelsey. And, like, what, were you guys worried? We weren't. Yeah, well, Mahomes throws for 462 yards. 
a combined between uh, the kid from LSU, Edwards Hilaire, Mahomes, and Le'Veon Bell. They rush for 87 yards, but the, it's 50 passing plays to 20 running plays. And, and anytime you've got, like I say, that much speed, and, and whether it's tight ends, wide receivers, they beat you wherever you show up weak is where they're throwing the ball. And uh, Mahomes is just the same way Brady has been for all his years in New England. He knows where every player is going to be, and he reads the weakness probably about a split second before he takes the snap count and has a good idea where it's going. And the ability to look off multiple receivers is the other key. The one thing in the NFL we're finding this year is we've got too many guys that are are one-dimensional only. Once they lock into a receiver, the defensive backs and safeties are moving right into the interceptions. You got it. Tony Neville from Treasure Island's our guest. We're going to look ahead to the Monday night game and the Tuesday night game. Yes, I said that. Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Stick around. Relax. You don't have to actually play these sports. Just know about them. Keep it here. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Oh, Chris, turning the clock back. <laughs> nice. It's not unusual to be here with Stevie Slapshot. Very nice. I love Tom Jones. I love that the, the tunage is it, it's eclectic. It's fantastic. Tom Jones does some great His blues covers, by the way. And if you guys like blues music, go look up Tom Jones and some old blues tunes. He does some great jobs. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, our pal Tony Neville. Racing Sports Book Director at Treasure Island joining us. If you come to Vegas, do check out the brand spanking new sports book and the Golden Circle Sports Bar and Sports Book attached to uh, that brand new facility. It's a great place. Tony's a great guy. The setup's spectacular. You'll absolutely love it. Uh, Tony, thank you for jumping on with us Monday. We look for, we really, I, you, you're going to let me know, right? Uh, when we, if we start riding you like Seabiscuit here, because you come and join us in studio on Tuesdays, and it's one of the highlights of our week. Hell, it's it's nice to see anybody, but it's especially nice to see you every week. So we look forward to actually seeing you tomorrow. Well, it's a lot of fun over there at the studio, and it's a lot of fun, uh, you know, long distance over the phone like we are today. But I was looking at tonight's game, and what I've noticed today, Brian, is we're getting good two-way action on this game. Early in the week and over the weekend, it all came in on the Seahawks. But today, we're getting money uh, primarily on the Eagles. So I'm, I'm hoping by the time we get to kickoff, we'll be pretty well balanced. The one thing that's driving me kind of a bizarre and crazy right now is I looked at Philly Park today. Park's over there, and it's raining yeah. and sloppy. But yet I looked at the weather report, and it's supposed to be clear tonight. So I brought up my National Weather Service radar. And it looks like this rain that's there during the daytime will move out uh, by game time tonight. So if you're looking at uh, horse racing and you see the rain and you're thinking about the football game, even with the artificial turf, uh, just think that it should be cleared out by the time we get to kickoff tonight, Brian. How do you like that? Tony Neville bringing in the Doppler 4000. Well done, Tony. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, raining now. Uh, Hourly. I'm I'm trying to see an hourly thing. The big thing is the wind. 
right? And the wind's only 11 miles an hour. It rain's no big deal. Um, interesting. Six and a half I'm seeing is pretty much the consensus for the game uh, tonight, Tony. And the total, 48 and a half. So you're saying you're, you're catching some Eagles money here. Does the general public get involved, uh, you know, closer to kickoff on a Monday night, favorite in the over? Do we see sevens? No, I don't think we're going to tonight. I, I think there's a, a genuine concern uh, by the, the betting public out there, knowing that uh, this is really a, a, a must-win game for the Eagles in the pathetic division that they're known as as the NFC East. But the other question a lot of people have is whether or not Seattle can go over there to the to the East Coast again uh, with the defense that they haven't been able to find on the West Coast and if they'll be able to slow down this Eagles team. Now, the Eagles team hasn't offensively been a juggernaut this year, but you got to think uh, the coaching staff and everybody's playing for jobs right now, and Seattle may have bigger fish to fry uh, in another week. So we just have to kind of sit back and watch because, oh, I tell you what, it's the Eagles at the pack. Eagles play the Packers the following week and the Seahawks play the New York Giants. So it looks like the Seahawks may stay on the East coast for two weeks in a row. Uh, good information there. The, the one thing is Seattle maybe gets a bounce in their step with Arizona and the Rams losing yesterday. To seize control of the division, West Coast team traveling east, but it's a it's a night game, and they had the extra day. The one thing I would tell you with Seattle, their defense was an atrocity the first ten weeks. When you watch the game tonight, I, I'm 99 percent sure it's he's either 43, 99's too high. He's either 43 or 49. I think he's 43. Watch Dunlop, the guy that the Seahawks got from Cincinnati. He's an edge rusher. Tony, in, since he got there, that defense has actually shown signs of respectability. One guy's made that big a difference. Yeah, but I, I, not so much the pass rush. I think it's that the defensive backs for Seattle that, that are going to be be the part that they're going to try to pick apart. And, and again, the quarterback is is playing for his future in the league. You know, there, there, there's people out here questioning whether it's on – uh, print or on the radio or the TV that are trying to ask, you know, is it time to bench Carson Wentz? And oh, it could happen you know, tonight, uh, buddy. I, I, th- I think he's on a short leash tonight. I think I think if they get down, you know, I think he gets he gets the first half. But if they're down 10, 17, 14, something like that at the half, I think Hertz is in, in the second half. I, th- I think the ship has sailed. It's a shame to see because Wentz was so great as a rookie, but he has just been – you know, nothing near what he was since the knee injury. Well, here's the way it is with him. It's Jekyll and Hyde. You know, he goes against uh, Dallas uh, before the, uh, let's see, he goes with uh, Dallas. He throws for 123 yards. The game before that against the Giants, he threw for 359. Then he comes back with the Giants again and only throws for 208. And then against Cleveland, at Cleveland, only 235. This kid should play better at home, but he's stuck in that 225 to 250 yard uh, range pretty much, and and they really they really need to get more passing game out of him because Sanders tries to carry the ball or Scott tries to carry the ball, and it, it's just not one of those uh, feared running games, Brian. Well, Gallo's humor is a good thing every once in a while. 
you know, it's a pandemic, but we got to still laugh. I'm telling you, Carson Wentz is the luckiest guy in God's green earth. I mean, could you imagine if there were Eagles fans there? <laughs> oh, yeah. Would be. He'd be worse than Santa Claus. They'd boo Santa Claus. He'd probably be getting, if they had snow, they'd be throwing snowballs at him coming on and off the field, especially coming on for the warm-ups. What do you think tomorrow night with Baltimore decimated with COVID, Pittsburgh a 10 Ten and a half point favorite. The total, though, is only forty-one, which is telling. I mean, you would think it's a backyard punch you in the mouth kind of thing. The one thing when you get this deep into a season and you're unbeaten, I mean, yes, it's a, your rival, but they're certainly undermanned. But pressure starts to mount on the unbeaten team. Well, that's true, but the reality is, that when you come over to the Golden Circle here at the Treasure Island. The total's only 40 because what we've noticed is there's going to be a cold front and snowing tomorrow during the game. So if you hadn't released that yet, Brian, Pittsburgh's supposed to be playing through the snowflakes tomorrow. And with the Raven team being what it is, got to think this is going to be ground and pound more than it's going to be air war. So, Brian, I'll let you on. Supposed to be snowing tomorrow for Pittsburgh Steeler game. So if you like the uh, under, you better get on it quick while it's still 41 and 40 and a half. And if you like you the over, you got to come over to the too. Golden Circle. Yeah, you you nailing it, Stevie. I mean, Tony Neville's turned into the hippy dippy weatherman. <laughs> I mean, we, we got rain heading east and a sandstorm heading west, so the forecast is mud. <laughs> well, we know that this is critical this time of year, Brian. And That's as right. a bookmaker, you don't want to get caught not paying attention to what's going well, on. And, and and you know what? All kidding aside, that's so true because the one game I remember. I remember it was like, to me, it was the game of the week. It was how, maybe a month ago now. But uh, Buffalo had played at home, and it was this ridiculous game with 30, 35-mile-an-hour wins. And, you know, it ends up being a dead under. And I looked at, I did, I looked at the forecast. And then next week, it was supposed to be 73 and sunny with Seattle coming in. And I says, you watch them knock this total down, and that's going to be a track meet. And I think they scored about 112 points. Well, they scored 45 in that monsoon uh, when they played. Uh, wasn't that New England and Buffalo played in the monsoon? And yeah, that, and, and all they did, and all, that's right. And all they did was run. Well, yeah. no, that, that yep. was that was the, since uh, the the monsoon game was Baltimore and New England, but the Bills did oh, play yeah. New England on a windy day. Uh, yeah, but no, you're you're spot on. But the 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 weather forecast at this time of year. Um, out, of, out of nowhere, you're like, where'd that come from? I mean, literally, Denver's the one place. It's actually been a pretty good weather year. You had the monsoon that one week. You had the windy, couple windy games in Cleveland and the monsoon at Foxborough. Uh, but other than that, usually by now, Denver's always got a snow game or two going on. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, it is what it is. I'm happy for the league, even with no fans, that we've had such good competitive uh, environmental uh circumstances so that everybody could kind of play to their full potential. Uh, the downside is, is without that cheering going on at the stadium, boy, it sure feels awkward, Brian, to uh, have it neutralized like that. Whether you're playing at your home stadium or if you're like the 49ers, you're going to be playing down in Phoenix, Arizona. It's just real awkward and eerie feeling uh, not to have that sound of, the, of what we call the home field advantage. Tony, tomorrow we'll go through the card with you. Uh, maybe a little greater detail, but the opening numbers on a Monday, any of the games looking ahead that's attracted uh, some interest that you can tell? 
Uh, hasn't been much interest so far this morning. I've still got quite a few games off the board. Uh, you know, I got the Eagles Packers off, Giants Seahawks off, uh, Washington football team and the Steelers off. I, I think a, a couple of good games to watch. Uh, the movement of the line is, is going to be the Colts and the Texans. I think that game could get good two-way action, uh, a must game for the Colts and, and, and a necessary game uh, for the Texans. I think there's some questions as to what's going to happen down in Houston this next year as far as head coaching changes and things like that. Um uh, Titans and the Browns, that ought to be uh, one heck of a ball game this weekend. And, you know, it's just Patriots coming out here to the West Coast. You know, how 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 close can the Chargers stay into games before mm. finally relinquishing? And the Patriots, you know, they're kind of starting to play a little bit of football, even though it's ugly. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. All right, man, listen, it's always a treat. I thank you for your time, as always, Tony, and uh, we look forward to seeing you in the studio tomorrow. Treasure Island, tell them, tell them when they come in, for starters, don't cost a whole hell of a lot to go there because the parking. No, it doesn't. Yeah, you, we got free parking, but, you know, the good news is if you're coming in from California up to 15, we've got an exit that leads right to our casino here at the TI on Spring Mountain Road. But See, the best is part is, is we've got – we got those ice cold Eddie Brutowskis. We got bison burgers here in the Raisin Sportsbook, and we're having a really good time. And the good news: bring your girlfriend or bring your wife. Come do some Christmas shopping. Well, Room rates have never been lower. Stevie, that was I'm sorry. <laughs> it just came two to drink me. minimum. Stevie Slapshot, she- Shecky Slapshot. Uh, Tony, you're the best, my friend. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Steve. Take care, everybody. Take care, Tony. Tony Neville over at Treasure Island. Um, good stuff. We'll dive into some of these games and the numbers for tomorrow. Detroit, life after Patricia. We're to that point. You know, first game with a new head coach. Hey, listen, you know what? I mean, talk about falling through the cracks. This Raheem Morris, the job he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I, you know, the, the, regardless of the weather, I like tonight and tomorrow under. I like to, tonight, tomorrow, under. I, as you said, that, that Seattle defense is getting better. Uh, the, Chris Carson's going to be back, so they may run the ball more tonight. And then Baltimore and Pittsburgh, that's always a slobber knocker. Yeah. So we've got uh, another hour to come. Chuck Esposito from Sunset Station, Mike Lewis from the Suncoast. Love our stable of sportsbook directors. Uh, I think it's really cool that we get to dive in for you on both sides of the counter. That's what we try to do for you each and every day. And we are absolutely doing cartwheels. I am not physically capable of doing a cartwheel, but mentally I am to be with you here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Sportsbook Radio. We'll come back, wrap it up with another hour still. To- Took you long enough to get here, Sporto. Now that you found us, keep it right here for sports news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. As you continue listening to SportsGrid, ask yourself, and be honest, am I listening enough? Probably not. 16 hours a day. That's all we ask. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
All right, back with you here, going to the top of the hour, Sportsbook Radio and the Sports Grid Radio Network. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Another hour to come. Chuck Esposito, Sunset Station. Mike Lewis from the Suncoast going to join us as we jumpstart a brand new week. Uh, the one thing that did happen over the weekend, I want to tell it's unfortunate. I, I don't blame the coach. I blame the team yeah. or, or somebody. I'm watching the Buffalo game with Kent State on TV. And I used to call UB games right. in my years in Buffalo. So I'm watching the game, and I knew how good this Jared Patterson kid is. He had 300 yards rushing last week. He's going to be an NFL running back. He's going to go in the third round in the draft. The kid's got like 250 yards at the end of the first quarter. And I'm putting this thing on. I put it out on Twitter. I'm like, you turn this on if you ain't watching this. And honestly, Kent State wasn't horrific against the run coming in. Well, the way the kid's going, you're going, what could he? What kind of numbers could he put up? At the end of the day, he had eight touchdowns. He tied Ricky Williams' uh, record, and he also is now the only running back other than Ricky Williams to have back-to-back 300-yard games in college football history. But he could have got the all-time rushing record, which was 427. He ended up with 409. The coach took him out for a couple series in the third. But if someone would have said to him, Hey, the kid's right there, two carries, and he's got the all-time rushing record for a program like UB to go by. It would have been, P, uh, I think, Piran's record from Oklahoma. I don't know. Somebody didn't tell the coach. I don't know either. I, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, if I'm on the broadcast crew, I, I run to the whoever. They up were the, talking about it on well, the broadcast. Okay, but I'm saying so somebody needs to go to whoever's upstairs for uh, that coaching. Where's staff the SID? Let them know. Somebody's got to know. Anyway, the kid's spectacular. Actually, Buffalo's risen towards being a top 25 team. They're the real McCoy. they got a great offensive line, terrific running back. All right, a little college football talk taking us to the top of the hour. Uh, that was a special performance by the kid, Jared Patterson. Speaking of a special performance, Stevie was terrific in hour one. We're expecting great things from him in hour two. Brian Good Blessing, luck. we're glad to be with you. But now we're getting ready. It's the start of Le Mans. We go from Studio A to Studio B, or vice versa. On the Sports Grid Radio Network. Live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Sports.